We're back. Double cover. Double cover. Double cover. Mama, we made it. The network picked us up. Well, we're like established. We, we need the signs that says like clap, cheer, laugh. J-Mac here. D-Mac to the right. Welcome to Double Coverage. Mama, What's up, everybody? It. Jason McCourty here. Welcome to Double Coverage with the McCourty twins. On the side of me, you will see my co-host, D-Mac, Devin McCourty. As you guys know, you can find us each and every week right here on Nesson. If you miss us here, you can find us on YouTube or iTunes. All you have to do is search double coverage with the McCourty twins. And as always, you can find us on social media, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at McCourty twins and check out our cool website. You're running out of time to pick up some cool Christmas presents. You can pick up some t-shirts designed by me and Dev, and you can also keep up with all the things off the field that we're doing. Just go to McCourty twins.com. What's up, D-Mac? How you doing? Uh, we're getting going, man. I know it's a lot going on, football and everything, but let's pause and take a moment and tell everyone Merry Christmas. Uh, we won't see you for Christmas, but Christmas will pass before we see you again. So we do want to say Merry Christmas. Uh, what do the holidays and everything look like at your house, J-Matt? We got the Christmas tree up. We got some decorations going on in the living room. We got the reef on the door. The wife bought a reindeer uh, to set up outside with the lights and all of that. But we I went do to it. do it. I went to do it last week and I had a lot of birthdays going on. So I missed that day where it was like 59 degrees, 55. And then the rest of the week, it was like 20 and 30 degrees. And I wasn't going outside messing with a reindeer. But we have two elves at our house, uh, Fudge and Flakes, uh, I think are their names. And they pop up everywhere. Each and every morning, they're doing something. Uh, one day they, they toilet papered the Christmas tree. Another day they were in, in the bathroom where we have a little flower pot and they, they, uh, they pooped out some Skittles uh, in a bowl full of marshmallows. Uh, they've been riding around in the kids' toy. They were hanging from the ceiling fan. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of holiday festivities going on over here. Man, that, that's crazy. I wonder if they know Fred and Natalie. Fred and Natalie been at our house hanging out. Um, they, were, they were sitting right in the uh, kitchen today talking about the kids, having a smooth conversation. So the elves what are keeping of, an eye what on kind the of kids. Name, what kind of names are Fred and? Like, those are like, those are like real here. people. I wasn't Fred here for the, for the. I wasn't here for the naming. I heard a book was read, and Fred is what Braden chose, and Natalie is what Lo chose. And I, I thought, I thought the wife put it on them, but I asked the kids, "What's the names?" Little Bray Bray, two years old, he said, "Fred." So he can't say, I guess he that's can't what he say Natalie. He can't pronounce Natalie. Well, that's not his. That's not his elf anyway. So he doesn't care much about Natalie. I guess so. I guess so. I'll take. I'll but take we your do, word for it. The last thing I will say is we do have an amazing block on our street um, and we have lights all up and down the roof uh, on the bushes outside. We have two Christmas trees and we lit the driveway with rainbow um, with rainbow lights because that's what Bray Bray and London wanted. So uh, we do have a pretty fun house when it comes to lights. So uh, stop by, you know, you must drive live in a rich You must live in a rich neighborhood where I live. Uh, there aren't many. I think there's maybe one or two houses with lights on it. So. Uh, no, it's just Christmas. Nice. It's just be, Christmas spirit. We were all out there setting up our lights together. Nah, not if they up on the roof. You wasn't setting them up. Must yeah, be that's nice. One part. That's anyway, one part. let's let's recap the game down in Miami. Uh, we fell short, uh, ending our uh, ability to get into the postseason as we've been eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, not a pretty outing for us. Uh, I think for me, the worst part was watching uh, Gilly go down uh, with an injury. Uh, I think that's always tough, especially late in the season, and then. We come up short in the game, so knowing uh, you have a final two games, but you don't have an opportunity 
uh, to get uh, the chance to play in the postseason. But uh, I've been in this situation before, to be honest. This is my 12th year, and 10 times out of 12, I've been going into games late in the season and not without a chance to make it to the playoffs. But I think there's something to playing for the guy next to you, playing for your pride and finishing strong. Yeah, and like you said, the recap is what it is. It is not much to recap uh, for Sunday showing. Um, a lot of the same from uh, the week before, um, inefficiency to score and to stop the other team from running the ball and scoring. So um, we are where we are right now. And I think, uh, like you said, on the other hand of that, this is my 11th season. It'll be the first time um, not participating in postseason play. So um, I said it after the game. It is what it is. You can't change that. Um, whatever you put out there on the field, that is that is who you are. That is what your team is. So um, I do agree with you, though. It's about playing for the guy next to you, going out there, trying to finish strong, trying to finish the right way, uh, especially for a lot of these younger guys whose career, you know, these rookies, this is your first year in the NFL, you know, second year in the NFL, like you don't know much. So it's, it's important to push that along and keep guys playing uh, hard for the team. So uh, we look forward to going out there and competing Monday night. Uh, against Buffalo, who has a lot on the line. So we'll we'll have to try to bring the fight to them early and often. Yeah, and I think something you said this week is, is very important too, is just making sure uh, the young guys, and just as a team in an organization, everybody knows that it's not okay uh, to be in this situation. It's not okay uh, to not be playing in the postseason. Just to realize how hard the team and the guys have to work moving forward uh, so we don't have this feeling uh, ever again. So just got to keep grinding. And like you said, we got to go out there and finish strong. But one of our guys, Josh Gordon, uh, is back added to the Seahawks roster. So shout out to JG. Uh, good to see him back in the league. Uh, hoping and praying that he's doing well and uh, that he can hopefully go out there and help them as they continue to, to finish their season and, and get ready for the postseason. And you brought up a good point. We talk about not playing in the playoffs and different things. We saw that Monday night. You have a Pittsburgh Steelers team who is going to postseason play, uh, trying to stay on top of the division, and they play the Bengals, who are eliminated from postseason play. And again, Juju goes out there. He dances on the logo. Cincinnati had already said before the game they felt it was disrespectful. Buffalo They smashed a uh, TikTok star. Yep. Buffalo was angry the week before, and you saw early in the game, Von Bell delivered a hit to Juju that causes a fumble um, and gives Cincinnati, I think it was their second turnover of the first half. They ended with three turnovers in the first half, uh, but they're able to squeak out a win. And I, I think that is a reminder in this league, any given Sunday, any team can win no matter what's on the line. So are you saying that uh, the Jets should have won as well? Or, I mean, you would have a better answer for that than me. You went 0-16 before. So would you have rather one one to maybe three games left or uh no games like what is better i mean a lot of fans want them to lose probably i think i i will honestly say winning i think there's something to having and understanding what that feeling is like to go out there prepare all week and show up on sunday and be able to walk out of the stadium with a win i just think the monotony of going in there each and every week and always walking out on the short end of the stick you get accustomed to that feeling and guys you go into games you go down and you're just like oh here we go again. So I think yeah. being able to at least win a few games and be able to compete in those games, I think, go a long way. For the Jets, beating a playoff team uh, is huge with the Rams, who were winning their division, now coming up a little bit short. But we fell short a little bit on the season, but individually we had three guys named to the Pro Bowl. 
Our guy, Jake Bailey, going to his first Pro Bowl. The guy is a weapon. Uh, the way he punts the ball, kickoffs, uh, he can do a lot of things. And then we also have uh, Gilly, Stefan Gilmore, going back to a Pro Bowl after winning the Player of the Year last year. And then finally, we have the guy, we can call him Mr. Pro Bowl, Mr. All-Pro. Uh, you guys know him, Matthew Slater, going back to another Pro Bowl. This guy is in year 13 and continues to play at an extremely, extremely high level. And I think other than those three guys, also a guy like J.C. Jackson uh, was very deserving uh, of a Pro Bowl. The guy has, I think, 10 turnovers with eight interceptions and two fumble recoveries. And then uh, the guy alongside uh, Matthew Slater, Justin Bethel, has been playing his butt off on special teams, has a ton of tackles, uh, has been huge for us as well uh, in that part of the game. And I would also throw one of the play of our offensive line, David Andrews, yeah. Joe Tooney, Shaq, uh, all of those guys who, who continue to always uh, play at a high level. Um, and I will say I'm always very thrown off and a little annoyed um, when I see all of these teams that are at the top of the league in the win column and then the Pro Bowl comes out and they have like five and seven players in there. And I've been in New England for 10 years, and we never have that, even though we'll have one of the best teams in the league year in and year out. We never flood the Pro Bowl with players, and it's always like this notion out there that like we don't have good players, we just have good coaching, uh, which I think is, is really BS, that we have a lot of good players um, that deserve to be in the Pro Bowl, and each year... Um, that doesn't happen. This year, you know, we're not going to go to the playoffs. We have three. And other years where we've had 14 wins, we only have four. So um, I, I think that sucks for a lot of guys that deserve to be in the Pro Bowl, like you mentioned, uh, with JC and Just. Um, but there, I feel like every year we always have a bunch of uh, Pro Bowl snubs. Guys like Julian haven't played in a Pro Bowl is uh, utterly ridiculous. Yeah, and I think that, that goes to show some of it is popularity because you'll you'll go look at it. And I think whenever you see, I was reading an article today, like the top 10 Pro Bowl snubs. And I think it was a good article because when you say a Pro Bowl snub, you have to say, all right, this guy's deserving, but all right, where does he fit in? Who shouldn't be in? And I think there's times uh, when you look in our league, there may be a guy who plays on one side, a guy who plays on the other side, and he outplays the more popular player, but the more popular player still goes. So I think the Pro Bowl is one thing, all pros another thing. I think at the end of the day, when your name is associated with either one, what it's saying is that you're playing some really good football, whether you made it, whether you're a snub, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that means those guys are playing at an elite level, and they're, they're just they're, they're balling for their team and hopefully putting them in positions to win, you know? Yeah, and I would say another congrats goes out to Ben Roethlisberger. Um, he's only the sixth player to have 5,000 completions, and then he's only the seventh player to have 60,000 yards. Um, and then of those players with 60,000 yards, only three quarterbacks have two Super Bowls, him, Peyton Manning, and Tom Brady. That is an elite club um, to be a part of. It obviously talks about performance, but also longevity. Um, and always being able to be out there uh, for anybody that's played in the NFL or watched for a long time. You know, Big Ben has played through many of many injuries. Uh, I remember weeks where he was not playing on Wednesday, not practicing, uh, broken foot, high ankle sprain, whatever you want to call it. Somehow he usually showed up on Sunday. So uh, huge congrats. That's a that's a, a pretty big honor. Um, and while we're talking about Pittsburgh, we want to also take time to to uh, send prayers to Kevin Green's family, uh, defensive end, outside linebacker, Hall of Famer, Kevin Green. I think it was like 140 sacks or something 
um, uh, in his career. Obviously a great player. Um, and then hearing from Matthew Slater, who knows him through his father, said he's a great dude. So uh, rest in peace, Kevin Green, obviously a football legend, uh, Hall of Famer. Yeah, without a doubt. And like you said, a Hall of Famer on the field. But you can just tell the way the NFL family has spoken about him over this last day, day and a half, two days. You can tell that he was a Hall of Famer off the field as well. So uh, very sad and uh, young, only 58 years old. So tough to see uh, somebody like that go. And uh, like you said, prayers up uh, for his family and everybody uh, that he touched or, or had a relationship with. So uh, tough, to, tough to see uh, that going on. Um, but it's going back to the football world, the college football playoff is getting ready know, to start. Now, we I, I want to. We know you don't watch this a lot. I, we know. We know. J Mac always tells me I watch Rutgers. Watch a lot of college I watch football. Rutgers play. I watch Rutgers. I'm a busy guy. So, so, but you do know. You do know about Dabo Sweeney talking about Ohio State, right? Yes, he had him ranked 11th in his coaches' ballot, but. I want to know what his thoughts. I mean, Clemson played an 11-game season. Ohio State played six games. So I don't know if it's he's insulting. That's what he said. That's what he said. I know they played six games, so I can understand where he's coming from. Yes, they're a good football team, but he talked about hey, the fact that it takes something mentally and physically to be able to get through the college football season and still be at the top when you play an 11-game season versus nearly half of that in a six-game season. That's a big difference there. I don't care about that. It's a special year. It's 2020. It's COVID. Everything has been all messed up. We already know that. So to put teams in front of them um, just because they've played more games, Coastal Carolina, no disrespect to them, played great football this year, beat, beat a, a very good BYU team, um, Cincinnati in front of them. Some of these teams that I don't care when you turn on the film, whether it's six games, two games, 20 games, are they better than this football team? Yes or no? If they're not, don't rank them in front. So, well, Clemson's going to find out. Clemson, exactly. The board material, and Ohio State's going to come ready to go. I, that's what, I'm going to watch it. that game. Can't wait to see. And that's what you got to love about football. You have all this stuff on paper. Who's faster, who's bigger, who's stronger, who's this, who's that. At the end of the day, you crumble the paper up. Shoot it in the trash. It's game time. And I can't wait to watch that. It's going to be intense uh, playoffs. You got Bama um, and Notre Dame and Clemson, Ohio State. We'll see how it all works out. And let's jump right into the Dan O'Brien keeping it awesome moment of the week. J-Mac, who kept it awesome this week? Throw up the X. I'm going with Des Bryant. Scores his first touchdown in over 1,100 days. That would be about three years since he's been in the end zone, since we've seen him throw up the X. And I think more importantly, he talked about what the X meant. It meant Xing out the negativity, being able to make it through adversity and get back to the top. And he talked about it was such an emotional moment for him scoring that touchdown. His teammates, Lamar Jackson, uh, Hollywood Brown throwing up the X, all of those guys coming to celebrate with him. He thought about the moments leading up to it that took to get to where he was at and said he was going to give the football to his five-year-old daughter because she was his motivation to get back in the league. So happy to see him back out there and happy to see the X back in the NFL as he scored his first touchdown of the season. Man, shout out Des Bryant, fellow draft mate, 2010 draft class. A lot of you Patriots fans are still angry that Patriots traded back from 24 
to 27 and took me and missed out on the Des Bryant. So for all you angry Patriots fans who had to shut up for the last three years, J-Max spoke about, he's back in the end zone so you guys can keep throwing up the X and being mad at me, but I'm happy. So it's all good. Shout out Des Bryant. Let's jump into the Twitter questions. J-Max, what is our first Twitter question and from who? Yes, our first Twitter question comes from Aiden at NE87Patriots. Do you guys ever get mixed up in public? Uh, of course. A lot of people come up. They'll go with Devin or Jason or a McCourty twins or just a simple, hey, Devin and Jason. And you don't even have to figure it out. So if you see us in public, you got a 50-50 chance. Uh, really hard with the mask on, though. So I don't know if that'll work out for you. I would say when I got here in 18... If I was by myself or with my wife, people would always go with Devin. But over these last three years, I actually will get an occasional. They'll go with Jason first. So I'm very proud of that, of being able to earn the fact that sometimes people will think I am me when they see me out in public. Bad guess by people. Uh, next one from Pray for Humanity. What's the best slash worst gift you've ever got for Christmas? Man, that's such a tough question. I, I have to go back to being a kid. I don't remember which PlayStation it was, but one of the years, mom got us a PlayStation. So when we got a, when we got a game system, that was the gift. It didn't matter what else we got. But all mom had to do was get one or two games. One game, it was either going to be a sports game. It was either a Madden or NBA Live and a second controller. You guys don't know about that. When you're an identical twin, you get the game system. It only comes with one controller, so you have to make sure you get the second controller. And we play video games all day. Yeah, I would say when we got our X-Men headquarters when we were young, oh, action figures, that. Um, that was the best. And I would say worst gift um, was just me and my wife exchanging gifts once we were married. Um, we just forcing ourselves to get stuff and sometimes she get me stuff I don't want. She know I don't want it, but she still get it. So uh, we stopped that though. No gift giving. I will say this though. We, we had this debate with some of our uh, teammates from Florida, California. They used to get bikes on Christmas and be able to go outside and ride their bikes right away. Me and Dev being New York guys, we enjoyed our white Christmas with snow on the ground and freezing temperatures. You're not supposed to get a bike and be able to ride it right on Christmas Day. You're supposed to get that bike, put it away for a while, and wait for the summer. Christmas isn't Christmas if there's no snow on the ground and it's not cold outside. I'll debate whoever about that. Every classic Christmas movie involves being in the Northeast or somewhere cold and snow. Nothing Think else about to talk it. about. The Christmas story. His tongue gets stuck to the pole. Those kids growing up in California and Florida, they didn't even understand it. They didn't know why his tongue would be stuck to the pole. you got to have the cold weather for Christmas. Let's get one more question from uh, Matt at Matt2144. Is there a bunch of a numbers? A bunch of numbers. Did, did you guys ever switch jerseys during a game at any point in your career? Absolutely not. I would not want to be that guy. I'm fine with just being J-Mac. Yeah, 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 all that. Oh, from Nuggy at Chicken McNuggy, what are some of the funniest moments you have from Bill when Bill mixed us up and we wore the same thing every day in training camp 2018? We got you, Bill. Man, right here, we got some of our friends right there at Pepsi. Pepsi, Patriots, all of that. Our friends at Pepsi, we want to give them a huge shout out. Uh, over this uh, last couple of weeks, they decided to donate $10,000 to our Tackle Sickle Cell campaign um, that helps uh, people, young kids, kids transition into adulthood. Um, it helps their families that deal with sickle cell. Um, it raises awareness 
Uh, we've raised a lot of money over the last eight to nine years. Um, so we want to just say it's a, a huge accomplishment to get uh, a shout out and money donated from Pepsi. Um, it's awesome when brands decide to get involved and, and not just endorse and, and use athletes for endorsements, but actually get involved um, in what they're doing with the community and for the community. So thank you to Pepsi. That's going to help a lot of families, especially during this time, how tough 2020 has been. So again, big shout out to Pepsi. Um, go grab you a can to celebrate Tackle Sickle Cell, right? I don't know. Hey, I'm not mad at that. Get your can and throw it up in the air, smash it together, and throw it on down. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. We're getting ready. We got some film to watch Monday night, primetime television. We have a chance to make Buffalo go into the playoffs feeling a little bit sad for themselves. So we're going to go out there. We're going to work our butts off this week. We're going to go out there and compete on Monday night. You guys, make sure you Are tune you in. Are you ready for some football? Don't, 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 don't do that. But you guys know you can still catch us weekly right here on Nesson. And if you miss us there, YouTube and iTunes, all you have to do is search double coverage with the McCourty Twins and check us out on social media at McCourty Twins, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Deb, what do you want to tell your mom for the holidays? And for the holidays, go home and say, Mama, we made it! Make Mama proud. And keep that same energy, and we'll see you next week.